Hello, bro. Hello, everyone. Hey! Welcome back to your game, bros. Um, Alright, so that's a rather unusual situation that we are facing right now. And I know that everyone is facing the same thing. No matter where you are in the world, now we are suffering from this terrible pandemic. And um, I'd like to start this episode by saying that I hope that everyone is safe and trying to protect their families and fulfilling their role in society by doing nothing other than staying home and playing video games. That's right, bro. Of course it's that's right. That's pretty safe. <laughs> you should be playing. You should buy a Switch if you don't have one and be playing right now. Try to exactly. finish Zelda. Find all the Korok seats. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. It's, it's time, time to play. It's so uh welcome back everyone uh it's our first time trying to record this um episode this podcast remotely so right now my bro guillaume is in his house yes and i am in mine and what we are trying to do again is to fulfill our role yes in our society by avoiding uh too much contact and protecting each other's family so we'll try our best mm -hmm. to make this work there might be some quality penalty here, but we'll try our best. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing great. So right now, just to like give you a little feedback on my situation here, I'm at home with my wife that is pregnant, mm -hmm. seven months pregnant, and with my tiny baby. I mean, he's a year old wow. now, but you need a lot of energy to take care of a baby when you have to stay home. Let me be honest I with bet. you. Yeah. I bet. And I, and I bet that a lot of our listeners are facing similar situation. Of course. But I mean, even with all of this, bro, would you say that you have a little bit more time to play games these days or it's pretty much the same? So that's something that I, that I love about being locked down, <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, uh, I, I can manage my time pretty much the way I want, even though I'm trying to have some working hours, I would say from eight to 5 30 ish every day what is great mm -hmm. is that i have time for instance with my family during lunchtime which is great and so if i want let's say to play a video game in the early afternoon i can in theory because no one is going to say anything about it exactly that's absolutely right and i could catch up later with my work let's say during the evening so that's something i really appreciate yes yes yeah bro i mean i think it's important to see the bright side in every situation mm -hmm. in life. And I think I feel very fortunate for the same reasons. I feel like my work-life balance has never been this great. I because I can get stuff done. And at the same time, I, I spend amazing time with wife and pets. Yes. I FaceTime my family that is in Brazil all the time. And yes, I am playing more video games. Okay, bro. So now I want to know what you're playing. And then we'll jump right in in the episode. What are you playing right now? Awesome. Yes. So right now on my Nintendo Switch, what I'm doing is something that I wanted to do for ages. And now I finally had the time. I was training my Amiibos for <laughs> Smash Ultimate. Yay! <laughs> finally! Yes, it's so, much <laughs> it's so much fun. And on my PS4, I am playing God of War 4 again, bro. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, what about you? What are you playing right now? So, I told you like a while ago that I wanted to finish my Assassin's Creed Origins, the one in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I said, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to just finish the main quests and then I'll be done with that game. And that's completely untrue. What I'm doing right now is to try to beat the, the fucking game. So do the 100%. So I'm doing all the side quests. I'm trying to collect everything on the map. That's crazy, wow, bro. That's you, bro. You are you are a, a beater. You love to do that. <laughs> but I love so. it. I love it. This game is amazing if you haven't tried it. Really. Uh, you, you have to that's play awesome. that game. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Good to hear that, bro. So, so yes. Tell us everything. Bro. All right. So, I, I guess the, the idea of this episode is to talk about the new gen consoles that are coming out. Mm -hmm. But not only that, but also other things in between the next generation consoles like the stadia idea from from google right bro? yeah i completely so, agree yeah that's something we, we should we finally yeah. have a little bit more information about those new consoles out there 
and um, I know for a fact that you watched videos and you got more familiar with everything and you understand more of the specs than I do. <laughs> so I think this would be a really good idea for us to start exploring a little bit mm -hmm. about the new consoles. More specifically, we are talking about PlayStation 5 yes. and the Xbox Series X yep. from Microsoft. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yes. So, bro, tell me a little bit about what you heard so far. What do we have to talk about here? Do we have, how should we start? Like, maybe similarities between mm -hmm. those consoles? What would you like to talk about? So, uh, first, I think you said something, like, very true there. Uh, they, they mentioned the name, and that's pretty much what we know about those consoles. So, Series X and PS5. Uh, so, like, no breakdown there. I mean, okay, that's... The, the names are the names, uh, but yeah. like something that they have similar is that they have the same RAM, so it's 16 gigabyte, and mm -hmm. they have the same, at least they will have a standard Blu-ray 4K player, I would say. Okay. So like that's nothing. I mean, it's, of course it's great, but it's not indicating a, a whole lot here. So, okay. but like what is really important, and, yes. And bro, how... How, how do you compare what you just said to, for example, PlayStation 4 Pro? Do we have a major difference here that we should be talking about right now? So I think that the PS4 Pro is able to read 4K videos first. So I do think, but I'm not really sure, but I do think that the PS4 Pro has a 4K Blu-ray player. Uh, reader, mm. I would say. So I think that there is no major difference with the PS4 Pro okay. on that side, but I do think that the PS5 will have way more RAM. But I'm not really sure. I, I don't think that the, at least it's the DDR6 for the PS5, so it's getting technical, but it's, it's way better than the PS4 Pro. This is for sure. Okay. One thing that is All right. really... And it's something that the players will realize. Yeah, oh, definitely. One thing that makes okay. the Series X really different from the PS5 is the path they took. So instead of choosing something that they can fine-tune internally, like Sony did, they chose a better CPU and GPU. So they tried to find the best CPU and GPU you can get on the market for mass mm -hmm. production. And so like that's their path. So Microsoft is trying to get the most powerful console as the next gen one sony uh took another path path which is really interesting in my opinion like what they do is they developed internally a better ssd meaning that their ssd is much faster than like mm -hmm. whatever you can find on the market right now and what they say is that for instance for the loading times which is which can be on the cpu or gpu level what they are doing is that okay. with the SSD, they are trying to leverage that. So even though they don't have the best CPU and GPU compared to Xbox, the SSD will be able to catch up with this, in theory. I see. So these are different approaches yes. promising mm -hmm. a similar performance. That's right? what I think. Of course, okay. we'll have to wait for the actual consoles to do a, like a comparison test. And I mm -hmm. don't think that we'll be doing it because I think that we have uh, a preference here. Uh, I don't know about you, bro, but like first, are you interested about like buying a next-gen console or not? And why? Well, bro, definitely. And I, I would say that the, the major reason why I know for a fact that I'm going to buy the PlayStation 5 <laughs> okay. It's because of the games that will be coming out for PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. So the console per se is not the thing that is making me excited about the next generation. Mm -hmm. It's the games that they are developing for those consoles. And I know for a fact that some of those games will not be playable on PS4 Pro. Because, mm -hmm. you know, eventually they're going to be using the PS5 for developing and that's what they're going to have out there. Which games, bro? It, uh, God of War 5. <laughs> I was expecting Horizon Zero Dawn too. I was expecting those ones. <laughs> but to be honest, I'm waiting for those games too. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there. those yep. those are gonna be breakthroughs. And and I mean, bro, 
from so from what you watch so uh we we both shared this uh link from from sony when they were presenting the specs on the ps5 and at least for me it wasn't the sort of presentation i was expecting mm -hmm. i felt it was extremely technical yeah. and i am not a super technical guy when it comes into gaming i am more the guy who sits and watches a game running, and then I will decide if that console is reaching my expectations or not. Mm -hmm. In other words, we don't even know how the PS5 is going to look like. I know. So what was your opinion when you, when you were watching it? Is, was it something that got you super hype about the PS5? or? So to, to be fully honest with you, I was able to follow those conferences, which is a good starting point. Uh, I got those uh, technical aspects, so I was mm -hmm. interested, but at the same time, we don't know a thing about those consoles at the same time. Like, that's what that's I think. True. And I was super excited at first, and then I watched those conference live, conferences live, at, at least the Sony one, and I was really blown away by the... The, for instance, the fine-tuning of the SSDs, what they are trying to do internally. And so the fact that you can use, for instance, an external hard drive to save your games, mm -hmm. stuff that are pretty important, at least in my opinion. I don't want to buy like yeah, yeah. very specific. Absolutely. Yes. So like that's something that I really appreciated. But at the same time, bro, I think that like I, I, I don't know if I'm excited about those consoles anymore. For one reason, okay. let me explain. Uh, I think it's getting very technical, and for a reason, they are choosing another path compared to Nintendo. Nintendo is okay. still on the kid-friendly, family kind of console, and that's something mm -hmm. I really appreciate about the Nintendo Switch. And right there, what Sony and Microsoft are doing is more of a PC, but with really good specs. And I, I sold my PC for a reason, bro. The games that were made on PC were not worth my time anymore. What I'm saying, oh. yes. So I think that now we are kind of in a situation where the developers are going to probably develop games on like very technical games or for professional. And I still want to have fun. And I see. on top of the price that is expected, which will be roughly around the $500 or $600. I don't know if I'm excited anymore because they are getting only technical about this. So I don't know if they have something yeah. in their pocket, like hidden, that would be make us love the PS5 and Series X mm -hmm. again. But right now, I'm not super excited anymore, to be honest. All right, bro. I mean, I... I really appreciate your your input in this matter because i don't know if i am crazy when i say this but i feel like in terms of quality of video delivering a nice gaming experience the ps4 pro does it so well you know sometimes when i'm playing uh especially the newest games like god of war 4 it's so detail-rich. Mm -hmm. the, the resolution is mind-blowing. So what I see when I think about Nintendo and what they're doing is that they realized, maybe, mm -hmm. that specs is not really what gets us gamers to love or not a given console, but what they're developing, the actual experience, how much fun are you having when you're playing this game, I know. right? I... And and maybe Sony and Microsoft are now investing all this money in order to enhance things that are already so good. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they lost a little bit of track on the very first point of gaming, which is having fun, right? Yeah. Oh, I agree. So I, I really, really appreciate that, bro, because I think you're absolutely right mm -hmm. there. Oh, completely. And one thing that we do in our podcast, and I think it would be interesting to say it now. So, like, let's try to give those two consoles, so like the two next-gen consoles, uh, a ranking. Okay. Just based on the specs and based on the things we know right now. 
because awesome. I would be so interested to know if you are like still super hyped and super excited about those. Because mm -hmm. spoiler alert, I'm not very much. So okay. we'll see with the cup of coffees, right? <laughs> All right. Start, bro. Bro. So if, <laughs> if we are talking about cup of coffee, so there, there are a few things. So let's start with Xbox. And the reason why I'm going to talk about Xbox first is because we know a little bit more about yes. their console. We know there are going to be two. Yes. We know that uh, PS5 is probably going to be in between these two in terms of specs. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also know that the, mo the more powerful version of the Xbox Series X is going to be quite expensive. We Very. are talking about 700 bucks. Pretty much, yes. And that's a big investment for me, <laughs> right? Yes. So right now, if I am talking about how excited I am for Xbox, I'm going to give two cups. Okay. I don't think the things that they are promising so far justify $700. I can have a whole lot of fun with my Nintendo Switch for $250. Mm -hmm. Now, if we are talking about PS5 and I am giving three cups of coffee for the PS5 so far. And the reason being, if it wasn't for the Sony exclusives, it would be to two as well. Okay, see? So you're what about you? You're not super excited either. No, no. I mean, I do know that they, they, they're probably slowly releasing information and trying to get me more and more excited as they go and as they develop. Mm -hmm. But they're doing a poor job at the beginning, in my opinion. Both companies equally doing a poor job, almost like withholding information. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel the same. So in my opinion, and I think you'll be quite, quite surprised here, I think I'm going to mm. give three cups to Microsoft for one reason. Okay. They want to tell us more and right now. Okay. And that's something I well, really appreciate. Fair. Uh, yeah. Another thing that I really appreciate, and I think we'll mention that later in the episode, and I told you about that, like I think some weeks ago, the project xCloud, that means that like the, 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 the possibility to play on your Xbox and to catch up later on your PC is something mm -hmm. that is extremely good in my opinion. The only thing okay. that I kind of don't like with that situation is that I don't have a PC. I have a Mac. So if right. I wanted to fully enjoy Project X Cloud, which is a great thing on paper, I would need to buy an Xbox, a new mm -hmm. one, plus I would need to buy a PC. So that would be a huge investment. So on, Definitely. on paper, I think it's great, especially for gamers, for people really excited about video games in general. And I don't think it's for our audience here because like, those yeah. are more for gamers that are playing every day a bunch of hours, I would say. Exactly. So right now I'm going to give it the three cups just because they are trying to consolidate on something that they are very good at, meaning the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. They have a strong ecosystem. They have Windows that can run some games. And I think that, not some games, a lot of games, to be honest. But I'm going to give three cups to Microsoft because they are trying to give something more to this next-gen console. Okay, For bro. Sony, I'm going to give, like for the PS5, I'm going to give it two cups. Uh, but I was really close of giving them one cup. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give them two. I did not see that coming. <laughs> yes. I'm going to give them two cups because I think they are doing a wonderful job on the SSD part. And that's something that mm -hmm. was great, at least on paper. Meaning that they try to reinvent the way of loading games and we don't need the best gpu meaning more power consumption and i think especially in our trouble times i think it's a good idea to try to find other ways of loading games and if it's by using yeah. another kind of ssd i'm totally with them so right. i was really excited about the internal components of the ps5 so far but i don't know a thing about the ps5 controller and i love the ps4 controller so exactly. I was really close of giving them one star, one cup, just for that reason. Because I want yeah. to see the, at least the controller. If you don't spoil everything, just at least show me the controller. You know? Yes. yes. That's something I, I, I didn't I'm like. with you 100%. I mean, what, what I felt like when I was watching that 
um, videos or their live when they're streaming live was that maybe they were a little bit ahead of themselves. If they're not prepared to present their product yet, it's fine. Mm -hmm. For, by, it's fine by me. You know, they're, they're, they want to release this in a few months. They have time to get there. Mm -hmm. But I, I do believe that whenever they decide to talk about it, they should give us a little bit more, especially for the more, the, the, the broad audience that don't, care much about specs yeah. but more about let me see how it looks like exactly. let me see the controller like you said right trailer like, dual shock is our beloved controller it's one of the best one and ever ever right and and i mean i i do feel like they are really holding now i don't know into what extent we can expect this but we do know that the pandemic is also affecting them sure. as it is affecting everyone mm -hmm. and they might be running short in uh materials maybe uh even to manufacture mm -hmm. their console so maybe what they're doing is withholding information just because they cannot promise much yet that makes sense too uh and and i do know for a fact that someone inside sony said that it's unlikely but they either may postpone it to 2021 or maybe later than the fall 2020 for the release or they might even release but they might have a shortage which means that people would have to take to face the lines if they want to buy <laughs> okay those consoles nice. or, or at the very beginning like i did for the nintendo switch <laughs> so bro would you take a two maybe three hour line to buy one of those right now to be fully honest it depends on the game the games yeah. because like right now what we don't know for sure is that what games are going to be released with those consoles if they release for right. instance the next gta with the ps5 then yes i will probably buy it because this is the kind of game i could buy i would buy a console for okay if they don't and i think it would be the same for you and god of war 4 5 just like you said exact same thing yeah yeah so right now i think we just need to know more about the games and another thing that I think that we are facing right now is that instead, like, they don't take the same path as, my, as Nintendo, just like we said. And they think, I think they will push more for two different stuff. One mm. thing would be VR, and the second one okay. would be cloud gaming. And I think we should right. try to expand on those two aspects. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not really excited about those two aspects, right? Like, not today. Maybe in two or three years. But right now, I don't think that the specs are there or, like, the, 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 okay. the, the experience is there yet. But it still has to be proven because maybe it might be coming soon. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So let's start All with right, VR, bro. bro. I mean, yeah. let's see. Let's talk about VR then. So... Uh, I mean, if we think about the huge success that Nintendo Switch has right now, mm -hmm. I think it comes a lot from the portability, mm -hmm. and we might talk about the Nintendo Switch later today in this episode, but it also comes from the fact that the Joy-Cons, for example, give you the freedom of experiencing gaming in a different way, mm -hmm. right? So we are talking about movements, we are talking about... Uh, other possibilities other than just controlling your character in the bona fide way with your controller is stuck to pushing buttons, mm -hmm. right? And maybe the, the response that Sony has for this in terms of let's change the gaming experience a little bit is the VR. Mm -hmm. And they started the VR with their own console, so PS4 and PS4 Pro. Um, turns out that in my birthday a few years ago, <laughs> I actually convinced my wife to drive me all the way to a to the Best Buy, which was a really farther away from my house, but <laughs> I bugged her so much that she decided to go with me. And there I bought the whole thing, bro. I bought the damn helmet because it does look like a helmet, a <laughs> VR thing. Plus the, the motion controllers, the camera, the whole gear <laughs> that one would need for playing uh VR games on on playstation and i got back home i was really excited i was like jesus that's like really the future let's let's try it out 
now I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience. <laughs> First of all, when unboxing, yes. I honestly started to get scared because setting up was difficult. And the amount of cables you see inside those boxes, bro, it's insane. It's, I was like, what are these for? I mean, there, there's so many cables in here. I don't think that the PS4 has enough, you know, <laughs> slots for them. So that was already pretty scary. But then I, I, I mean, the, their menu, their, their instructions are pretty straightforward. So I, I got it running. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the PlayStation VR has two main things. One of them is you have VR games, so games that are only playable if you're using the VR okay. setup. Yeah. But you have a bunch of games that we love, for example, uh, God of War, for example, Assassin's Creed, Shadow of War, that are not VR compatible. But the cool thing is that you can use your VR helmet, <laughs> and what it's going to do is, even though it's not going to give you the VR experience per se, because you're not using much of movement, you're playing it the same way, is that it is going to project in front of you, or a virtual projection of a movie theater screen. So it's a huge screen that you can uh, use to play virtually all the games in, in PS4. Not bad. So that was a good idea, mm -hmm. exactly. And I really like that. And back then I was playing a lot of Shadow of Mordor. Okay. So I put it on and I projected this home theater screen. And of course, there is a little bit of loss in resolution, but just a tiny little bit. It's honestly almost imperceptible when you're playing. And it was amazing. Wow. And I have to say, it, it, it got so immersive that at one point I was starting to get scared by orcs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so that was like, wow, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Then the smart me here decided to go for a, an actual VR experience. So I got another game. Don't ask me the name of the game. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I can't remember it. But you're piloting this really big robot and then you go into space <laughs> and you start fighting. It, 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 it reminds me of Transformers, you know? Okay. The movie. Okay. So. So I started playing this and now I'm using the whole gear, right? Mm -hmm. the, the motion controllers and blah, 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 which are pretty big and not very comfortable to play with, by the way. Um, and then, so between playing Shadow of Mordor in a big projected screen, yeah. plus uh, playing an actual VR game, I probably spent one hour playing with the helmet. A little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. That's when I realized that I really need to pee. So I pause my game, yeah. I take off the helmet, <laughs> the first thing I realize is that the, the actual world, the real world was overwhelming to me. Wow. The lights and everything, I immediately got nauseous and I went to the bathroom and I puked. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay. What, what, what a nice yeah. experience then. <laughs> Bro, it was crazy because I mean I am not a motion sickness guy. We went to Disneyland together. Yes. You remember? Yeah, this. you're not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I deal with that stuff pretty well, yeah. but I I don't know if it's because I I tend to be so focused when I'm playing that my brain was like in a parallel universe. And when I I tried to come back, maybe I did it too quickly. I was like, Jesus, what the hell, you know? Okay, so. Putting the motion sickness together with all the cables. So my living room turned into, um, how can I say? It looked like a weird station, like a, a recording station. I yeah. don't know. Okay. It looked awful. The studio. It looked awful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I see what and, you mean. And my, yeah. And, and my wife wasn't very happy with the cables everywhere either. And we have bunnies. We have pets. So, I mean, I was like, they're going to eventually chew on cords and things <laughs> guess, are not yeah. going to work anymore. Wow. So, when, when I put it all together and I decided to return everything. So, I don't own the, the PSVR anymore mm -hmm. because it was just not for me. So, if you ask me now, going back to your original question, oh, they're going to develop maybe a little bit more the PSVR. Mm -hmm. Are you super excited about this? It's not for me. And I doubt that it is for our audience, people that are busy, because just setting the thing up, putting the damn helmet mm -hmm. and immersing, it's too much for me. Yeah. 
from from what you heard and i i believe that you also saw maybe some reviews and stuff is it something that you consider to buy let's say if they make a bundle and they make it very cheap and accessible is it something that calls your attention bro the thing is if i had a man cave probably mm -hmm. but right now i know that with a family and especially a young kid dealing with cable management is the is a pain in the butt to be honest exactly. first but like regular cable management in my place so like everything is hidden i'm trying to have like the least mm -hmm. cable visible possible that's crazy so if i had to put more cables on top of that cable management there's no way i first i'm not interested but let's say that they release a vr set without cables Ooh. then it's becoming more interesting when you described your first experience and the puking <laughs> part especially i'm yeah. yeah i'm not sure i would be so fond of <laughs> trying vr I'm now so sorry no, that's bro funny. i had to be that's honest funny. no it, it makes sense i mean i guess that like being in your in a closed environment in this helmet thing and dealing with another world uh, in your game or whatever, I, I don't know if I'm made for that. Maybe as a exactly. kid or as a teenager, I would have loved it. But right uh -huh. now, I don't know. Yeah, bro. I think it's the lack of awareness that bothers me so much. Because when, when you're playing using the VR, mm -hmm. you don't know what is happening outside. Mm -hmm. Believe me. You don't know if your wife is next to you or not. If you're using motion, you might hit someone. Yeah. So, of course, the, they give all the instructions and they say, oh, uh, if you're going to play, be careful. Don't play where, for example, if you have furniture too, too, too much close to you, you might actually hit and hurt yourself. So they do tell you everything. Okay. And I'm not saying that it's a bad idea, but I, I agree with you 100% when you say that it's maybe not for us. Yeah, it's you not know? for us. You don't want to play, you, know, you don't want to put on a helmet knowing that your kid might run, <laughs> you know, maybe trip over uh, on your cord or, or maybe you're going to hit them when you're playing. That, that sounds very catastrophic. That sounds me. bad, yeah. So <laughs> VR, to, to, to put it in a good way, I think that it's an awesome idea. Uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the aspect of like being able to be fully immersed in a game and I love it on paper. Is it for me yeah. and for our audience that has busy lives and where you need to plug everything and to set up everything in probably 10 minutes or something? No, we need something easy and like, yeah, I don't think that VR is for us, bro. Exactly, bro. Mm. Exactly. So maybe the, whatever I tested was more of a prototype yes. to what's coming next. Mm. If they tell me that it's something that it's literally plug and play, maybe okay maybe I, I i will test myself again to see if the motion sickness got any better okay but right now it's not a thing and the second thing that you mentioned bro it's the cloud gaming yes right and uh i mean that also touches a little bit or a lot actually on the retro compatibility mm -hmm. and that's when i think i agree with your score when you're uh giving cups of coffee for xbox versus ps5 mm -hmm. because i mean Xbox made it very clear they're going to be 100% retro compatible, mm -hmm. which I think is absolutely extraordinary. That's amazing. With PS5, is on the same thing. It's not. Right, bro? Yeah. yeah. So from what you heard from the PS5, what do you expect, at least on the launch day, what do you expect in terms of retro compatibility? So if I were to buy a PS5, I would need, and I'm not going uh, to say I would want, I would need retro compatibility mm. from PS1 to at least PS3. I'm not talking about Ooh. PS4, but that's something they can do because those consoles are really old and they can do it. No excuse there. On the PS4 front, I can agree with them and they might need more time to fine tune some games for the PS5 and okay, I'm fine. But in the long run, if the console is worth 600 bucks, give me everything, okay? okay? One thing that would make me buy the PS5 would be a retro compatibility with everything. 
Because I don't want okay, to choose. I, I want to be able to trash or put them aside all my old consoles and play only with one, the master one, and then I would definitely spend 600 bucks on that console. That's, uh, that's amazing. So you're telling me that if they, they promise you 100% retro compatibility, that's like I'm going to buy the PS5 tomorrow. Yes. Now let me ask you another question. If they say that it's going to be compatible with PS4 and maybe PS3 games, but not the other two, is this a deal breaker to you? Not really, because I can still emulate some games on my, my PC, on my Mac, let's say, but I would love it. Okay. I would love it. I, for instance, I love some games, uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh three like the one that was mm -hmm. just released on switch again uh, yeah that i absolutely love but i really love the ps1 version and i really oh, love right. playing that version so I, yeah. I have some games here and there that i would really love to play uh, mm -hmm. on, on my ps5 but like as ps1 games that are remastered somehow um yeah i i, I I would say that I would buy the PS5 if I had a retro compatibility from PS3 to PS4. Yes, definitely. Because the PS3 for me is the actual important component. Because the PS3 was an amazing okay. console with amazing games. Yeah, and definitely. So yeah, I would definitely want that. I, I would need that, yes. Okay, bro. And then if you do think that, let's say that if, for example, in the case of the Xbox, mm -hmm. when they say complete retro compatibility, that probably means that someone, one would need a, a subscription, yes. right? Mm -hmm. In order to access those on a cloud and play them remotely. I don't know if they're going to have to install the games on their, 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 on their console to play them or not, or if it's more like a streaming service. Uh, what, what PS, so what Sony said... Uh, for the 100 games that they announced, is that they will need an mm. installation. So it's okay. not cloud gaming. It's not cloud gaming, no. okay. So like it's more um, like of a retro compatibility and like a service that you would pay for every month where you can download all games. Just like PS Now. I see. Uh, but like with all games. That's something okay. that I kind of like or appreciate on paper. But when I'm talking about cloud gaming, I think we should go further, if you, mm. if you allow me to. And now we'll talk about Stadia. Oh, absolutely, bro. Yes. Let's talk about Stadia. So on paper, Stadia is awesome. That's all I want and need from a next-gen console. Meaning, oh, yeah. I'm forgetting about the console, and whenever I want to play, I grab my controller, and I'm playing. Yeah, that's the dream, right? That's the dream. Because with a family around, sometimes you're just mm -hmm. grabbing the screen you have in front of you. That could be an iPad, that could be an iPhone, that could be a... Yeah. I'm going to sell the entire Apple lineup here. That could be the <laughs> Apple TV. <laughs> no, but to, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but nice. if you don't have a TV, but you just have an iPad or a tablet, I love the idea of just grabbing a controller and being able to catch up on my games yeah. with that screen that I have at this exact yeah. moment. So on paper, I love Stadia. In reality, and a lot of articles were published recently about Stadia saying that this service, although great on paper, seems to be more of a beta version. Exactly. Especially in those troubled times where everyone is trying to catch up on Netflix and using a lot of bandwidth. And so if you don't have the mm -hmm. fiber at home, playing only through the cloud is probably not a good idea, especially when everyone is under lockdown. So what I'm saying by cloud gaming for these next-gen consoles and Microsoft with the Xbox Series X and Sony with the PS5, what I would love mm -hmm. them to do is to run the game locally but I would love to be able to catch up on this game that my PS5 is running, but instead of my TV, I would love to play on my iPad. That's, that's a sort of cloud gaming. And I'm paying for the server, that's not a server, but for the machine mm -hmm. that I have at home. And then in that case, I would buy the PS5. 
Oh yeah, that that would be amazing, bro. That would be extraordinary. So, with the stadia, yes, I've seen a many, a many. Uh, I mean, I've watched so many videos because I honestly consider to buy stadia on their launch day. Yes, because the idea behind stadia was amazing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I saw one or two videos uh, about their controller. Mm -hmm. And they said that the Stadia controller is absolutely outstanding. So I was like, wow, not only their idea is, in our opinion, what comes next in terms of gaming for busy lives, mm -hmm. but they also managed to make a fantastic controller. So I was like, well, what else do you need? <laughs> but then I waited a little bit, and I guess I was lucky because I did that, because then. From what I, I see out there is people are playing and things start to get laggy. Mm -hmm. Their connection, it's like, oh, they're, they're in the middle of a campaign and then they just drop off mm -hmm. and they reboot the whole system. Yeah. Sometimes they're playing and because of the lag, there's so much misinput that they're playing a really important point of their game and they click three things that were never processed and they die because of that. So, I mean, those things, when you combine, make gaming which should be super fun extremely frustrating yeah. you know yeah and maybe they should have taken their time to figure those stuff out before mm -hmm. they put this out there mm -hmm. because right now i don't want to pay a single buck for that unless they prove me wrong and right and something that is crazy about stadia is that we are not talking about a random startup that had a great idea we are talking about google we are talking about freaking google bro it's, it's just like Apple releasing a new service on iPhone that wouldn't work. That's insane. Exactly. There's no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. These for guys shit gold. Yeah. I mean. I know. I know. There's no excuse whatsoever. It's crazy. It's crazy, bro. So, yeah. yeah. So, Sta I mean, Stadia is great on paper. I think you fully agree with that. And that's the way I want to play in the future. But maybe in 2025. Yeah. Not now. Exactly. I mean, maybe they're they're gonna come up with a new software update or something, mm -hmm. or stronger servers, and everything is gonna change mm -hmm. from uh, the point where when uh, the next generation consoles are released. Because a lot of people are saying that Stadia came out a little bit earlier mm -hmm. to maybe get a little bit of space in the market and at the same time be tested. Okay. And when it's really gonna be or when it's going to be providing the power it's supposed to provide is when the consoles come out because then it's going to be like a a, a real competition between them mm -hmm. we'll see yeah i mean i'm i'm open to be proven wrong right bro and what do you think about the idea i mentioned earlier about an inverted nintendo switch meaning that you have the big powerful console at your place that would be the ps5 or the series x and then that you could mm. use whatever screen you have available with your controller and play on those screens. Wouldn't it be great on paper too? Oh, bro, that would be amazing. And I think it's sort of what they try to do with PS Vita. Yes. I don't know if Xbox ever tried to do something like this, but PS Vita sort of promised this. Yes, right? I agree. So I, I had a PS Vita for several months mm -hmm. and... The way I would see is first, there were many games that were PS Vita mm -hmm. exclusive or sort of, so you would buy directly from your PS Vita and play. Mm -hmm. And there were some games you could not play directly from the PS Vita, but you would use your console as a server and you would play through your console, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what can I say, bro? When, when I think about Nintendo Switch, I see that everything was designed for you to have fun playing portable mode mm -hmm. or using your tv mm -hmm. so you see that the way things were designed the nintendo switch joy cons and the way they were designed the controllers how you pair them and so on and so forth everything was made so that you would have the freedom to decide if you're going to go portable or if you want to go screen yes. for the ps games what i feel is that for example i need my dual shock to play reasonably well the games I like. Mm -hmm. I cannot possibly play the same level mm -hmm. as I play with my DualShock on a PS Vita if I'm talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die five times more often. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Why? Because I don't, I don't feel like they did what Nintendo Switch so carefully did. 
which was we can give you the playability, the experience in a portable mode as well. Yes. You know, bro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know if you ever try to play those, but I think that not using the dual shock would be a deal breaker to me. Mm -hmm, yeah. But your idea of using the dual shock in other screens, that for me is amazing. So I really like it. Yeah. I, I mean, at least there would be a nice transition from everything cloud, but at least knowing that you can just have one controller to dominate your games. So right yes. now you need a machine at home. I would get it. That's mm -hmm. the PS5 or Xbox Series X. And later, yeah. let's say in five, six years, they release uh, Sony Online or PS Online. And then that would be the actual gaming service with still a ps controller a dual shock mm -hmm. but with everything in the cloud i would sign right away if i knew that that was the track they are following right now the path that they are following. that's true bro. but right that's true right now we don't know a shit about those consoles like if you think yeah. about it because do and i mean bro w w when you talk about those uh ideas of i mean for example i i can I, I imagine myself, for example, taking my iPad mm -hmm. and playing a PS4 or a PS5 game using my DualShock on my iPad, mm -hmm. and that's, like, mind-blowing. Yes. I, I don't know how difficult that would be. I, I do know that, for example, there are some cracks I think you can do in order to play PS4 games on your Nintendo Switch, and a lot of people decide to do that. Nice. <laughs> Believe me or not, people are doing this. There are videos out there on YouTube teaching you how to do Please this. put that and in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that for sure. And uh, I'm, I'm going to even take notes here. But the thing is, <laughs> when you talk about this, and, I, I, and I, I do know why you're saying this with so much property, because you are a person, maybe the, the gamer that I know the most in terms of being able to enjoy gaming in multiple devices. So you have always loved your PlayStation, and that's how we started the whole gaming yeah. conversation when, when we started working together. Yeah. Then we both bought the Switch. We yeah. both love it. Mm -hmm. But you're also the guy who loves to play on your phone, on your iPad, on your uh, computer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in terms of other things out there, mm -hmm. is there another thing that you would recommend for our listeners, for example, the other than Stadia and uh, the regular console? So definitely, bro, something that I really, really, really loved recently. Mm. I mean, and it's, it's going to be, again, a bit Apple-focused, but something that they did really well. And when they announced that product, which is more of a service, when they announced that service, it was at the same time as Google when they announced Stadia. One okay. appeared to be a big flop. <laughs> that would be Stadia, uh, at least now. But okay. what Apple announced was what they call Apple Arcade. And that's something that is great on papers because I see myself more and more playing on my phone, on my iPad. Oh, wow. Because those devices are always with me when I'm at work, when uh, I don't know, let, let's say I'm taking a shit at work. If I want to, <laughs> if I want to farm stuff on my phone, I can. Uh -huh. I cannot play my Switch when I'm <laughs> taking a lick <laughs> at, at, at my work. No, but you, you understand the, the purpose of, the, of that. Yeah. What I love with that idea is that Apple has built a strong ecosystem. Some people might complain about it, but I think it's still like their strength here. And so mm -hmm. if, especially if you have at least the iPhone, the iPad and the Apple TV, and we both have all those three devices. Right. What I love with Apple Arcade is that on paper, and it's working with the Mac too, is that mm. you would download, you would pay for the service five bucks a month which is not a whole lot. Wow, that, no, no, that's very little investment, actually. Exactly. You would play your game on your iPhone and let's say catch up later on your iPad. That's fine because iPad and iPhone are kind of similar, right? But mm. if you, for some reason, forgot your iPhone in your room where baby is sleeping, okay, you can catch up on your Apple TV just right, right. where you left off. Or even on your iMac. 
that's something that yeah, is that's crazy. magical. Those, that's crazy. those games are not amazing. Okay. Uh, okay. Some of them are pretty good. Uh, one of them that is called Ocean Horn is not at the level of Zelda, but it's trying to catch up with Zelda somehow. No yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's a short game somehow. It's not Zelda long, but the graphics are amazing. When I, that's amazing. When I played that game on my tiny Apple TV, I mean, it's an Apple TV 4K, but like the GPU is not awesome. The CPU neither. It's less, uh, like, it's not as great as a Nintendo Switch on paper, for instance. But the okay. graphics were amazing. And when I switched back to my iPhone, I was expecting even less. Guess what? The graphics were still super amazing. Wow. So, yeah, on paper, I think Apple figured it out. But for a reason. They try to sell their ecosystem to you. They don't try to sell the service. I mean, still, they mm -hmm. are making some money, but they are trying to prove yeah. their strength. Buying an iPhone, an iPad, an Apple TV, and a Mac makes you create more possibility in terms of gaming in that case, mm -hmm. which is great. Okay. But in that case, that's a huge and investment. Yep. Right. So, I mean, honestly, you got me excited here when, uh -huh. when you're talking about all of this. Mm -hmm. and. One of the reasons why I never actually gave Apple Arcade a chance mm -hmm. is because I always felt like what they could provide were mini games. Mm -hmm. And I always, I, I am a controller person. If I don't like the controller for gaming, I don't play, period. Okay. And for example, on my cell phone, I don't even think I would be, I don't know, fast enough. I mean, I suck at typing text messages. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that I feel like I cannot be a good gamer without a controller. Okay. So for the Apple Arcade, how does that work? I mean, I know that you can play on your phone and it's going to project like buttons and stuff. But when you're playing on your Apple TV, for example, how does that work? Okay, bro, you will be amazed. When I'm playing on my Apple TV or even on my iPad, and sometimes on, the, on my iPhone, I am playing with my PS4 controller. Oh, God. Yeah. Meaning that now, and I think that Apple made the compatibility with iOS 13, now you can play with your controller. So I never tested with the iPhone, to be honest, because like usually when I'm playing on my phone, I just want my, my buttons to be like close. And so whenever I want to play with a controller, it's so much more easier on the Apple TV or on the iPad, for okay. instance. But I can just plug, like through Bluetooth, I can just have my PS4 controller recognized on my iPad and catch up with those games with an amazing controller that I know. And guess what? No lags whatsoever. No lags. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Bro, Apple Arcade on paper is magical. And it's working on, on your Mac too. So the PS4 mm -hmm. controller or Xbox controller. It's working for both. Um, that's amazing. That's amazing. Because what Apple chose here, and they recognize that they suck at developing a TV command, for instance. Like the, it, it sucks. Like the, the, the little remote, it sucks. But yeah. you can play with your favorite controller meaning your Xbox or PS4 controller. And that's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. That's something. Yeah, yeah. that's really, I mean, I think it, we are even touching a little bit on our next uh, episode when we are going to talk about all the gears that we have yes. for different consoles and the possibility of finally taking what is best from mm -hmm. one console and using it for another one. So controllers to another uh, uh, streaming service and so on. So. I think this is really good, bro. Mm -hmm. And I might actually give a chance to Arcade. Maybe I'm going to like it. And oh, no. we could create a tiny part of the show where I can describe one or two games if you're really interested. Yeah. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely, bro. Maybe our listeners could tell us too if they want to know more about sure. or maybe if you have like a, a list of games you would recommend us mm -hmm. for those of us like me who'd never tried. Mm -hmm. Definitely, And, and to see if we like it because, I mean... Bro, you, you did an amazing job. <laughs> you know what? Apple should start sponsoring us. But... <laughs> yes. Yes, please. <laughs> please sponsor us. So, <laughs> to wrap things up, bro, yes. 
if we are talking about buying the PS5, we are probably talking about games and possibly the controller if the DualShock is still amazing. Yes, right? I agree. But we are here, both of us waiting to receive more news from the companies mm -hmm. to see, to understand more about what they can do, mm -hmm. more about actual in-game footage, because I think that's what's going to really gives us a better idea of what is coming mm -hmm. in this fall, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, let me see. We sort of decided to say in the end of this episode, if we're going to give our listeners an advice, let's say someone is out there listening to our episode right now mm -hmm. and they say, Game Bros, I don't owe any console right now. <laughs> Should I wait for the next gen console? Should I buy a PS4? They're lost. What would be your advice to them, bro? Bro, it's fucking easy. There's one option, just one. Buy a Switch. Buy a Switch. For, for <laughs> I me, love it. No, but that's, that's, we have to be honest there. I wasn't expecting a whole lot about, like, from Nintendo before they released the Switch. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to die, to be honest. And I was sad mm. about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's sad because they had all those amazing consoles in the past and the, the Wii, the GameCube, the Nintendo 64, the Super NES, the Game Boy. I mean, that was amazing. Such amazing consoles. What they did with the Switch is even better. Okay, for right. me, the Switch is the... It's a crazy idea at the very beginning. When I saw the first trailer, I was like, is it good? Because I'm, it doesn't sound good. Like, it looks good, but it doesn't sound feasible. And now that I uh -huh. have one, that's my favorite console. That's the one I play 80% oh, yeah. of the time. Yeah. So I, I would definitely recommend the Switch. Another thing that Very I have nice. in mind, bro, before you answer to that question, with the specs that they released recently, I was expecting way more from Sony and, and Microsoft. And mm -hmm. my opinion on that is that if I were a gamer waiting to buy a next-gen console, I would definitely upgrade my PC and I wouldn't wait for those next-gen consoles because I do think that right now it's cheaper to buy a better PC. That's just my opinion. Of course, it's not the same. But guys, just buy a TV, plug your PC on your TV, just do the same with the controller. Now you can plug your PS4 controller onto your PC. You can do that. I would buy a PC. Wow, bro. Like, I, I need yeah. more. I need more, bro. I mean, we don't know what they are going to do with those consoles. For me, they, are, they don't sound next-gen to me. They just sound upgraded, not next-gen. That's my opinion. Okay. Wow. I mean, I hope that, you know, people from these companies are going to listen to us <laughs> because it's not only I our wish. concern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually a concern of many people. And I mean, a lot of people said that. A lot of people, I, I read in forums and I saw their comments while people were talking about specs on PS5 and blah, blah. They were like, are we talking a PS5 or are we talking about the PS4 Pro Pro? Yep. You know, mm -hmm. because as you, as you very well described, where is the jump mm -hmm. for the next generation? I am yet to see if they tell me it's full retro compatibility. That's what I want to hear. That's next gen because it's englobing everything. If they're telling me that their DualShock is going to provide us a complete different gaming experience, that's next gen. Mm -hmm. But right now, I need to know more. And we, when you said, if you, are, if you don't know what to do with your money, buy a, a Nintendo Switch, I couldn't agree more with you. <laughs> There's a reason why we have this podcast and it works so well, because we are in syntony here. Oh. Uh, I mean, Nintendo Switch found its own niche, in my opinion, mm -hmm. where they develop games that are supposed to make you enjoy. Mm -hmm. When you're playing, you're laughing. When you're playing with your friends, you're double laughing. When you're playing online, it's awesome, you know? And I mean, they have all these gears I'm going to talk about, we are going to talk about in our next episode, mm -hmm. that make Nintendo Switch even more attractive, depending on the game. And so. I think I'm going to leave our listeners with this take-home message. 
we are yet to learn more about the next gen consoles and uh, game bros will try our best to stay tuned and find new information and keep people updated mm -hmm. but right now if you're talking about busy lives and enjoying the gaming experience we are talking about nintendo Switch. right bro i fully agree bro thank you so much for that episode that was great that was really important oh yeah that was so yes. important Thank you so much, bro. Exactly. See you in two weeks. Thank you, bro. I loved recording this, even though it was remote. Yeah. Stay safe. The same. And the same goes to our audience. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Enjoy the quarantine the best you can. Play. Play lots of games. Play, play, play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See you Bye, soon, bro. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, bro. Bye.